Next on BYU Sports Nation, supersize me. BYU basketball gets bigger and better. An unexpected yet welcome addition to this year's roster. Dalton Nixon, come on down, brother. How the touted freshman will impact Cougar basketball and make Dave Rose's job a little easier. That's what's most important. Plus, the first double benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation karma, Skyler Halford, back on the show. Why he thinks BYU hoops can exceed expectations. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, Tuesday, BYU Sports Nation on your radio and TV, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, alongside Jerem Jordan, a man who wore maroon of all colors, to the 1996 Pigskin Classic. I was 12, almost 13, just grabbed a shirt out of my dresser, <laughs> happened to be the exact color of Texas a <laughs> Also sat, I felt so stupid in the middle of the game when I realized that. I don't know how dumb I was at 13, 12, apparently really dumb. And I sat in the northwest corner. That's right next to where the, all the Aggie fans were. So, uh, you my, know what? KOK Louis still caught that pass in BYU. Won. My question is when, when you were cheering for BYU, were all the Texas A&M fans like, huh? Like, what, what, is this, what is this kid doing? I just remember it being really cool to be there. It was my second BYU home football game ever. It was awesome. What a great way to get things going in 96, too. You yeah. beat Texas A&M in the Pigskin Classic. That was my first win that I'd seen. I'd gone to two previous BYU games. They lost both. Tied at my senior year at UCLA. I went to that game when I lived in California. BYU lost. 95 against Utah, BYU lost. You're not allowed so to that get any was more games. The, that was the first game. <laughs> Lesson learned, first do, win. Not, do not wear the color of the opposing team when you're at a BYU home football game. Like Oregon the week of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> Rain is back. Wherever and however you're dialed in, welcome. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation 24-7, wherever and whenever you feel like it. Start with a response to our Twitter question of the day. We're riding the Dalton Nixon train here. Uh, who will be BYU basketball starting five at the beginning of the season? Who is Dalton Nixon? We will explain that in detail in just a moment. Listen, there is a huge question mark, especially about who will play the number four spot, the power forward spot, but not really, just the number four spot in Dave right. Rose's offense. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tell us what you think. Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, they, you know, these guys are back. There are some newcomers that uh, will inform you about a little bit, and Dalton Nixon becomes the newest of those newcomers. Who's your starting new five? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Listen to the show noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout on a Tuesday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Bigger, better, BYU basketball. Dave Rose and his program announcing yesterday that true freshman forward Dalton Nixon will delay his mission until a future date, enroll at BYU this fall, and will now play in the upcoming basketball season. Coach Rose said this on Nixon. Dalton will be a great addition to the roster. He's very skilled and has good size. Uh, yeah, six seven. We're excited to have him. Dalton out of this. I'm going to work hard this summer and plan to do whatever I can to help the team this year. So who is Dalton Nixon, Jerem? Who is this kid? Son of Kevin, uh, BYU basketball great. He's co-host of the show as well. We love Kevin. Uh, Orem High's all-time leading scorer. They've had some good players at Orem. I think he. I think he took that from Craig Cusick. I'm not sure, but I, I think that Craig Cusick was the all-time leading scorer prior to that. Uh, and so he's six seven two twenty. 
So he's a guy that could be a stretch four. By stretch, I mean stretching the defense out to the perimeter because he can shoot threes. He can put. I don't know that he has a great post-up game. I think he has a post-up game. But I see BYU using him as a power forward to defend. Uh, and then on offense, he can stretch defenses by shooting the rock from the outside. That's the thing. He can he shoot it at 6'7". The most unique player uh, in terms of uh, that for a post player that can shoot threes. He's the only guy on the team that will be able to do that consistently. How about these credentials? High school state champion in Utah. Was a runner-up his senior year. He won it in his junior season. Three-time first-team All-State player at Orem High School nearby to Provo, Utah. As a senior, he averaged over 20 points a game and about nine rebounds, 20 and nine as a senior. Yeah, he, he can play. When he signed his national letter of intent in November, we had Tim Lacombe, one of the assistant basketball coaches on, and he talked specifically about what kind of game Dalton has. That's what I would call Dalton Nixon's score. A guy who's pretty versatile, play, can guard the three, can guard the four, can guard the five, but can score from all over the floor and is a great passer. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? versatility is something that Dave Rose can absolutely use. And here's the thing. What does the addition of Dalton Nixon do for BYU basketball right now? It brings immediate depth to a position where there really was no depth last season. He's a big... Last year was tough in the post. By the way, he'll be a non-scholarship player. I know some people have this question. Well, hey, what about scholarships? Kyle Davis is coming. He's going to, from Utah State, he's going to have to sit out this year anyways. He's a non-scholarship player. Uh, Dalton will be a non-scholarship player because BYU scholarships are already taken up. You could take one away from someone, but I think BYU's kind of figured out who they have, the 13, and now here comes Dalton. And so when BYU travels on the road, by the way, non-conference road, you can uh, travel 15. Conference road, no, 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 13. Is it 15 or 13? Conference home games is 15, right? Conference home games, I think it's whoever you want. It's road where you have 15 and then 13 uh, for non-conference and conference. So you can only have a certain amount of guys. So basically, one guy is not going to go on some of those trips. Dalton helps. With Dalton Nixon on the roster. He helps very early in the season, whether he's a scholarship player or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so confused. Hold on, I'm going to find it. They knew too much. Uh, Jamal Ace. 15 for non-conference road, 13 for conference road. Okay. So that, that clarifies that. Thank you, Jeremy Jordan. Nice mustache. Clarified by the myself. Way. Jamal Eights, or pe- people are saying, well, what about Jamal? He, he's, he's the guy that's going to start the season, right? No. He has to sit out an entire year, so he cannot play until the latter part of December until December winter 20th semester classes are over. Is when he becomes avail- available. That's the Saturday after finals end. So who's going to play the four spot when the season begins in November? There are going to be a number of games where Jamal Eights will not be available, and Dalton helps this situation early. Will he start? I don't think so as a true freshman, but he certainly... Will will add depth and and help with some of those minutes, right? And and points to a position that needs points, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh yeah, six point two BYU returns a combined six point two points per game in post scoring next year. Wait, what? That is very low. Uh, Eric Mika goes on his mission and averaged what eleven point eight. BYU averaged 18 post points per game last season. If you saw my. Their entire post combined. So I'm saying guys that play the four and the five, how many points per game did they average? That is the lowest in the nine seasons under Dave Rose of post points per game. Eric Mika was more than 50% of the entire post last year. Yes. 
Yes. Wow. Uh, the the uh, previous low in terms of post-player points per game was 27.8 the year before. Brandon Davies averaged 17.7. So there's this trend So BYU trend relied right on now. its guards. There's this trend in the yes. past two years where it's been guard-heavy scoring. And if you saw my tweet uh, before the show, I tweeted out an Excel spreadsheet that I broke down under the Dave Rosera. Post-player points per game, the percentage of total points per game from the post-players, and then threw in their points allowed per game, by the way. BYU gave up more points per game last year on defense uh, than they had under Dave Rose at all. 5.6 point, more post points per game. That's confusing. The point being, BYU needs post scoring, and they need to play better defense next year. This got us thinking, who in the world is going to start game number one in November for BYU basketball? If it's not Jamal Eights, I think, and we were talking about this, Isaac Nielsen. Why not go with size? Why not go with the size? He's 6'10". You start 6'10", 6'11", and Nielsen and Austin? Oh, yeah. Throw that in there with, hopefully, a healthy Kyle Collinsworth, healthy enough to start, whether that's 70, 80, or 90%. He told us he thinks he's going to start game number one. That is the goal. Right. And when you look at the most likely lineup that BYU puts out there at some point, all, all guesses on our part at this point, Eights at the four. Fisher maybe at some point starting at the two. That means Winder is not. Two or three interchangeable with Haas. But you have balance next year. You have seven uh, essentially guards and seven forwards. This is interesting. If you don't start Nielsen because eights can't until December 20th. Here's other guys in the mix. Josh Sharp, Dalton Nixon, Ryan Andrus, Luke Worthington. Worthington, Worthington got some starts maybe. in conference last year. That was to pick up some of fouls the, the foul situation. In. Yes, <laughs> which was a brilliant move by Dave Rose, by the way. But who's who will start? Who who do you think starts for BYU basketball right now, Jerem? The, the starting five? Yeah. Collinsworth, Haas, Winder. I think Fisher emerges later uh, as a possibility. Nielsen, Austin. Winder or Fisher is going to be the guy that's going to come off the bench and score. Like, whoever does not start, that's going to be like... You, you need bench scoring. The I'm, bench scorer. I'm concerned about bench scoring on the this team right now. The sixth man right there. It's going to be Chapman, Bartley, Fisher. Halford, Fisher, Sharp, Nixon, Andrus Worthington. That's the bench. Those are the bench players to me. The starting five in late December, I have Collinsworth. I think Fisher will emerge as a scorer early on. Haas, Eights, and Austin, which is a juicy starting five. Like, yeah. that, that looks pretty good. You need some post-scoring, though. That's the thing. And I think Dalton Nixon, as a four, can help contribute to this. I don't think that he puts up 10-plus points per game as a freshman on this team yet, but I think that if he can put in four or five a game, hit a three every now and then, play good D, that's his role. Who will BYU basketball starting five be at the beginning of the season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Laser Sheep, our old friend, Collinsworth, Austin, Haas, Winder, and Nixon. He likes Dalton Nixon to start the first game of the season at the four. Tough to leave Fisher, Halford, Sharp, and Bartley off. Good problem to have. Okay, here's the thing, though. Do you, do you, do you go with a true freshman at number four no. at the four spot? I, I just don't see it. I, you will in Isaac Nielsen. Uh, he's, he'd be a true freshman off of him. Well, he redshirted uh, half before his mission, uh, and then half after. So it would be a retro. But you're going to go with youth. You will. Eights? Yeah. Uh, Nielsen? Nixon? You have to have somebody young in there. It's going to be a young guy, no matter who it is. 
We'll ask Skylar Halford what Sharp's he thinks. Sharp's a senior. I just don't see him starting. Yeah. Skylar Halford will join us later. We're going to ask him what he thinks the starting five will be at the beginning of the BYU basketball season. He's a guy who started some games last year. Other trending topics in BYU Sports Nation. Phil Still, the foremost, uh, foremost expert in college football preseason uh, discussion. He joined us yesterday. This morning he releases his all-independent football teams, eight different BYU players on the first team, three on offense, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Devon Blackman, five on defense, which is more than Notre Dame. And congratulations to Zach Blair, former BYU golfer who qualified to play in the United States Open of Golf at Pinehurst next week. Way to represent Something that Zach. Daniel Summerhays and Mike Weir didn't do. So that's that's awesome. So he is the only he did a different way, but he BYU got BYU golfer with BYU ties anyway that will be playing at Pinehurst. Unless Johnny Miller somehow br- comes out of retirement, and qualifies <laughs> really fast. I don't know. Johnny Miller with a late charge. <laughs> Up next, Phil Steele and his all-independent team, and Skyler Halford, BYU basketball player, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and my good friend Jerem Jordan, mustache and all, live from Studio B Part at BYU Broadcast. Look at that beautiful thing. <laughs> there are multiple times a day where I go, oh, yeah, I have that. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter I'm at not, BYU Sports alone, Station. I think, thinking that. <laughs> that was a great facial expression. Uh, the show airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYUradio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. Media Day, just 20 days away. Can't wait. Ju- uh, wait, June 23rd, coming up uh, live on BYU TV. Hey, right now the BYU football, uh, they have what's called the Cub Camps for the little kids. Uh, they're at Lavelle Edwards Stadium right now. Taysom Hill spoke to the kids in the locker room this morning. They're in the stadium playing. How, how awesome is that for them? Can you imagine doing that as like a seven-year-old? I can imagine. I never did it. I, I mean, never went to a BYU football camp. BYU football, still to us I just, is... I just climbed the fence and like would look over yeah. and practice longingly. Can you imagine catching a pass or getting some words of encouragement from Ty Detmer? Because that's that's the age I would have been. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be that's, cool. That's really cool. That'd be cool. Taysom Hill's kind. I mean, he's not Ty Detmer, but he's he's kind of to in these that kids. He's bigger than Ty Detmer. Yeah, they don't know who Ty Detmer is really. That's a good point. Unless their dads have or moms have educated them well, you know, Taysom Hill's the big deal. Phil Steele, the foremost expert in preseason college football prognostication. How's that for a title? He joined our show yesterday. Early this morning, he released his all-independent football team. Now, there are a lot of teams in this. Like four. Four. Wait. But, B- but BYU's all over it. <laughs> we'll, we'll eat it up regardless. The ind- BYU, if BYU can win the independent conference. <laughs> isn't there like Old Dominion in there too, though? I think. And- are they still in there? I don't know. <laughs> um, they're not in here at all. It's basically Army, Navy, Notre Dame, BYU. And next year, Navy goes to... The American. Yes. And they'll split into two uh, two divisions. Will Notre Dame be included in the ACC's? Indep- no, because no, they're independent. They're still independent, yeah. Not in the ACC. It's why, dominated, why there, why no, go figure, by BYU and Notre Dame. Eight uh, players yeah. on the BYU squad on the first teams, three offense, five defense. Let's start with the offensive side, Jeremy. First team offense, Taysom Hill over Everett Golson, who's back with Notre Dame, reinstated, who led Notre Dame to the national title He game. was the starting quarterback. In the national title game against Alabama. They had Alabama. a great defense, and that's how they won that year. But Okay, Jamal Williams at running back. Devon Blackman at receiver. 
Devon Blackman has Where's not Jordan pl- Leslie? has not played a snap in a BYU uniform. So, yeah, and then Adam Hine is special teams. Okay, defense first team. Remington Peck, Bronson Remington Peck? Okay. Uh Bronson Kafusi, Alani Fua, Robertson Daniel, not to be confused with Daniel Robertson, and Craig Bills. <laughs> Five players on the first team defense, which is more than Notre Dame. Who pr- who will produce three times the draft picks. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll take it. Let's second team offense. Devin Mahina, Michael Yek, Tuni Kanuch, Solomone Kafu. Yeah, so he, three said, of the five he mentioned Devin Mahina yesterday, and that kind of surprised yeah. me. Like he said, He's they'll have Mahina. some guys that can catch the ball, and he mentioned Mahina as the starting tight end. Okay. Uh, interesting that he, uh, Phil Steele ranked BYU's offensive line 15th in the country, yet none of them are on the first team for all Indy. Yet three of the five are on the second team, okay? Second team defense, Marcus Johnson, Manoa Pikula, uh, and then second team special team, Scott Orlando. So BYU is well represented on this list when you compare them I'm gonna to a go, team like Notre Dame. I'm going to go out and get me a sticker for the all-independent conference and put it on my car because I want to rep the <laughs> conference BYU's in. Welcome to all independence, Indy, baby. country. We don't need anybody else. All <laughs> Indy. How many dependents do I have in my tr- Taxes? None, because I'm independent. You're passionate about no, this, I aren't you? put two or three. Cause I have wife. Please do not put an all-independent sticker on your car. Heck no. Please do not do that. No, no, no. I'm a fan of a team, not of a conference. Together, do, do Kentucky fans put SEC stickers on their cars? <laughs> do Vanderbilt fans put SEC stickers on their cars? Hashtag together we have reached. <laughs> together we reached. <laughs> Oh, Utah. So so what is this? It's fodder for June 3rd. It's fun. Yes, it's fodder for June 3rd. But more importantly, we are going to see all of these all-independent first-teamers in late August. <laughs> Countdown to Connecticut. Get ready. 87 days. <laughs> oh, we practiced this. <laughs> oh, okay, seven is two syllables, so it's like 87 days. 87 days. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I know. Listen, I hope BYU executes better in their first series than we did right there against Connecticut. <laughs> that would qualify as second-team BYU Sports Nation Choir. That was not a first-team performance. That was a Phil Steele preseason all-independent second-team performance. <laughs> Honorable mention, <laughs> if that. Taysom Hill. Phil Steele is super high on Taysom and what he can bring to this BYU team, as is much of the country, because of what Taysom did against Texas last year to propel himself onto the national map. Yesterday, this was what he had to say about the potential Mr. Hill brings to the 2014 season. I do think we'll see him above uh, the 54% completion, more towards the 60 that he had the last 10 games, if not above that 60. We know he's a dangerous runner, but I think that Hill has the potential to get there as a passer and like the progression I saw last season. 35% completion percentage his first three games, which is just like, uh, He could have done that what? left-handed, right? Then he goes 60% as an average over his last 10 games. Phil still likes Acceptable. what Taysom has done in the latter part of the season and feels like he will, can, he will pick up that trend early in the season this year. I, I have to agree, right? I mean, he, he, he did that against some, some decent teams, Houston, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. He was, he was good enough against those teams. He was sub-60 sub against uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame, though. But those he was not 35%. 
Listen, if you're the BYU quarterback, you've got to be 60-plus, man, in completion percentage. That's ridiculous. You've got to be better. If Taysom Hill is at 65%, which I believe is around the goal, I want to say in spring he said 63 64% is the goal for the year, just be above 60 because then you're executing better in the red zone. You're getting more points. BYU's going to run a ton of plays. They're going to get yards. They will because they're running more plays. But to get more points and to execute better in the red zone, Taysom's got to – understand the offense better in year two and execute the offense better, or BYU's not going to win double-digit games. He also needs to have a dynamic, explosive wide receiver core. Oh, wait! He does have that, or at least on paper, it looks like it will be the most explosive wide receiver core maybe BYU has ever had. Riddle me this. Of these three things, which is the most? Which weighs in the most Offensive to, line. to Taysom's <laughs> success? His completion percentage. What's the biggest thing? Taysom physically throwing the ball and decision-making. The O-line, the receivers. Offensive line. More than him throwing the ball? I feel Well, I feel like he's where he needs to be. So if he has additional protection and coverage from the offensive line, which we anticipate will be much better, how can he not be a better passer knowing that he doesn't have to scramble around as much? That will help his psyche. I think he wants to scramble around because that's the first thing he wants to do, right? But that's the thing that he talked with us about on this show a couple of times, not only in spring but in the bookstore, which is I think I'm going to be better because I have more experience with that. Uh, and he he has realized that he needs to be able to stay in the pocket and pass. That's He's what going, Steve Young said, right? Yeah. Taysom Hill's Ta- ultimate put success. Put rope around your legs and what what are you? What are you if you're only in the pocket? If you cannot move and you have to be a pocket passer, what can you do? Yes, and I think that Taysom can make that jump. I've talked about that the last couple weeks of he needs to make the jump. The jump is to be a really good passer. He doesn't have to be a great passer. He'll never be tied up or Jim McMahon. Like, those guys were amazing, and those guys were never Taysom Hill as a runner. Not even close. Taysom needs to be a good passer, and he can continue to be a great runner. Will BYU's offense or defense dominate this year's squad? What do you mean dominate this year's squad? What will be the headline at the end of the season? At the end of the it's season. It's always offense. Like 20, 2012 was the fact that the offense wasn't good enough. The defense was great, but it was still, hey, Riley Nelson and that team, like you lost to San Jose State. You couldn't put enough, up enough points. The defense was But even you, you have games. said the offensive production between 2012 and 2013, not that far off. So was last year's team about the defense again? The defense gave up a lot, a lot more yards, like over 100 more yards. But uh, they, they, I think, faced 238 more plays. You're going to give up more yards and points that way. So the, but the points per game have got to go up a bunch. That's where it's at. L- listen, BYU's defense is going to be good enough to keep BYU in a lot of games. The offense has to win you the game. Defense keeps you in the game. Offense wins you the game. Score in the red zone. <laughs> Simple what, fixes makes BYU a 10 team last year. And you have playmakers now with Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and all this influx of receivers coming in where you have to think that I've got, a, I've got seven options on the field that I can go anywhere with that, and we're going to score points. There's more talent. I like the talent that BYU's brought in. Use the hashtag BYUSN at any time to get involved in our Twitter conversation. You can tell us your thoughts on Phil Steele's All-Independent Team. Specifically, our question today is, what will be your starting five for the upcoming basketball season? Skylar Halford will join us next segment. We're going to ask him that very question. Right now, let's go back to the Twitter machine for some of your responses. You've got... 
at Toshalin 19. Fisher, Collinsworth, Nixon, Austin, and who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. Tyler Hawes. Yeah, of course. Hashtag crushing. Okay, so that's the second person that we've read that feels like Dalton Nixon is going to start in the starting lineup. I, at the four. I don't see it. I think he, he'll need to prove himself for a chance at that at some point. It's not, Jamal- sa- not saying Dalton can't. I mean, who knows if he comes in and lights it up, but I like the size. I think BYU is in a position where they don't have to start a true freshman out of high school. You start 6'10", 6'11". Up next, Skylar Halford, the double benefactor of BYU Sports Nation karma, comes back to get more. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow my mustache friend at Jerem Jordan and myself at Spencer underscore Linton. It's beginning to define you. You know, <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Hey, we have this cool thing called uh, Quick Games. It's on BYUTVSports.com. You can watch a snap-to-tackle edit of a football game in 30 minutes or less. We have eight games that are up right now. If you go to BYUTVSports.com or BYUTV.org, actually, type in Quick Game and search, it'll pull up uh, one of those eight games, three bowl games, and then the five home wins from last year. It's awesome. I love it. Listen, we do this for you. We do this to make your life convenient as a BYU fan. Yeah, some people want to watch the whole game. That's great. Some people just want to watch highlights. You know, this is a this is a you watch every play in thirty minutes version. Check it out, BYUTV.org. Search for quick games. Get involved with our conversation anytime using the hashtag BYUSN. Our question today is who will BYU basketball starting five be at the beginning of this season? With that, we welcome in our guest, a BYU basketball sharpshooter and the first double benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation Karma, Skylar Halford. Welcome back, Skylar. Thanks. It's good to be back. Okay, so what in the summer, how can the BYU Sports Nation Karma benefit you? Oh, man, I was thinking about that before I was coming on. I was like, man, what is, what is this going to be good for, you know? Do you need a date? Do you need a date? You need a... Hey, that might be the one. That might be the thing, you know? Give me social a good date karma. this weekend. <laughs> it's turning into the social karma for the summer. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the hair is looking long, by the way. Hey, my hair's looking good. It's looking good just for the summer, you know. Your hair's not looking too bad either. On you know, on the upper above lip. the upper yeah. lip, right there. Yeah, you know? it's it's June. Why not? <laughs> June. Why not? It's June. Why not? <laughs> That's why I asked myself. Skylar Halford with us on BYU Sports Nation. Listen, the practice squad has has become like this hot topic uh, oh, no. because of Chase Fisher <laughs> and oh, Jamal no. Ates and Isaac Nilsson. They have talked some serious trash about how they dominated the starters all oh, season long. What? What happened? What went on in practice with those guys? Okay, Chase is a very confident person. <laughs> oh, yes. And he rubs off on the whole scout team. Okay. So, you know, they've got a certain swagger and confidence about him. That's great. You know, it's good because we need, you know, we need a good practice squad to make us better. And they did. They were great. But I, you know, I wouldn't say that they won every day, which Chase might have said that they beat us every day. Because I don't know if they did that. But they had some good days, you know, where they got us a couple times. But we love Chase, man. He's just so funny. Um, I got like a Snapchat from him the other day, and he's just like, "Miss you, bros." <laughs> back home, and he's back home right now. Yeah, he's back home right now. So we yeah, we miss those guys. They're 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 good to be around. Fun to be around. Good group. We've spoken with Chase on this program. We haven't uh, t- on, talked on the show with Isaac Nielsen or Jamal Ates. Tell us about their personalities and what they'll bring to the team this year. Um, Jamal, he is a very funny 
different, interesting kind of person. You know, he's just, he's kind of, I don't know if maybe quirky. He's just a little, you know, he's got these different things. And sometimes he says stuff and you just look at him and you're like, wait, what did you just say? And you just start <laughs> laughing because he's so funny. And, I mean, he's a good guy, solid individual. Uh, he has got some of the best hands I've ever seen. Dude catches a ball, you throw it to him anywhere near him. He, you know, he's got that wingspan. He just snatches it right out of the air. Great, you know, great footwork. He actually dribbles really well for a big man too. Uh, he's got a nice outside shot, so we're looking he has for a, nice a lot outside from shot. him. Yeah, he does have a nice outside shot. Really? Out to the three or just mid range game? Out to the three, yeah, he can shoot it from the three. Hmm. Uh, he's he's got he's been working on it too this summer, so. Uh, it's credited to him and his hard work, and and Isaac's. You know, he's he's got the outside shot too. He likes to, you know, what? Cut, yeah. Does everyone have the outside shot? Hey, I, you know, apparently, I guess I guess we all do this year. We're all working on it, but <laughs> but yeah, Isaac's got a great post game too. He's he's tall and he's long, so he's got that nice little hook shot. He's he's working on in there, and he he's trying to you know work on those post moves and get those mission legs gone. You know, because he's still he's still quite. It's recent since he's been off his mission, yeah. but. You know, he'll be ready to go when season comes around. There's this interesting conversation about who's going to start at the four spot because Jamal cannot suit up in an official game until we the think, latter part we of We think December. he'll start eventually when yeah. you need a post score in there. He seems like the best post score. Is he? he? He's a great post scorer. I mean, we've got great players. He, but Jamal, he's really, I mean, he's what, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's a little undersized for a big you know, height-wise, but he makes up for it with his hands, with his strength, because he's so strong down there, and he's got great footwork in the post. So I think he'll he'll do some great things for us. In the time being, the the month or so leading up to the time that Jamal can actually play and potentially start, who is, who is kind of the guy at the four spot now? Because, I mean, Nate's going to be there. We assume Nate will be one of those starters, but now you have – Andrus and Dalton Nixon, who BYU adds yesterday, who is another option for Dave Rose and Josh Sharp. Yeah, I think you know it's it's hard to really tell right now. Guys are improving, guys are trying to get better, and and I haven't seen Ryan or Dalton play a whole lot, and we're hoping you know whatever they bring to the table will help us as a team. And uh, you know, it's I don't really know what's going to happen, but we're all working to find the best fit for you know the five guys that are on the floor that Coach wants and that he needs out there certain times in the game so we'll see what happens it'll be interesting Skyler Halford a guard on the BYU basketball teams on BYU Sports Nation as we look ahead to the fall and we've been talking about the potential of the starting five uh there are a lot of uh there there are always a lot of wing players for BYU but this year it's actually split in half it's seven post seven wings uh how does that change the dynamic of the team having a little more depth in the in the front court mm-hmm. uh I think I mean last year we had a lot of problems with big guys getting in foul trouble so I think just having a depth, just having more guys there to to get in the game when you need a bigger body will help us a lot. As was far that, as that your goes. fault or the West Coast Conference? <laughs> Are you trying to get him in trouble? No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> answer that question, Scott. Give me a fine or something. No, I'm just kidding. No <laughs> well, you only had ten scholarship players anyway, no. so you you only had a certain amount of guys you could actually put out there. Right. It was. Uh, you know, it was it was a little difficult. I mean, put coach in a in a difficult position sometimes. I think, but I think he did a great job shuffling guys around, trying to put them in spots where we could all be successful. I mean, there were times where I was at the four. We had four guards out there, and we just we switched you know offensive schemes up, and and so everybody had to learn literally every spot of the offense because you didn't know where you were going to be put in. But I think coach did a great job shuffling it around, you know, making it work. So this team kind of got on a roll when you had an established bench scorer last year in Matt Carlino. He kind of was that spark guy coming off the bench. So when you look at 
who who could do that this year? Uh, maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the sixth man. Maybe it's Anson Winder. Maybe it's Chase Fisher. Who do you feel like is, is are the guys that are going to start, and then the guys that are going to come off the bench and be the spark? Man, that's that's a great question, uh, but a very hard one to answer. I mean, like you said, there's so many guys on this team that are so can be so successful. We've seen multiple guys on our team who've come out and had big games and uh, top to bottom, really. And so, and Chase Fisher is a great addition as well. He can come out and have a big game in any given night and Jamal and all these guys that we've been talking about. So I, I'm really interested to see what our what our group can do because I feel like we have so much talent top to bottom this coming year. And, and adding another year together, just that team camaraderie is going to help us a lot as well. Yeah, no seniors last year. None. That's got to be a good thing going forward, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it, uh, it helps. It just all of us have that much more experience now. And, I mean, last year was my first year trying to get, you know, the hang of things and, and I feel more comfortable going into this next season, as do I think other people that are here. And and we've got great leaders, and you know Nate, who's been here for a while, Anson, Ty, and you know Kyle's been here for a few years. And so I, I feel like we've we've got some great leadership. We've got a lot of experience this coming year, and I think it's going to pay dividends for you know the future. Skyler Halford's on BYU Sports Nation. What are you working on over the summer to get better uh, for the upcoming season? Uh, I've been working a lot on my ball handling, just so and, and my strength. I'm trying to put up at least 15 to 20 pounds this summer. I'm up 10 right on, now. On the bench, nice. You're, you're up 10 pounds. Up 10 pounds. Got to keep going. Got to get some more. So that, I'm trying to make a big difference there. Uh, and then just ball handling and shooting is always so. Just trying to improve. Who's the best three-point shooter on the team? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see when Boom Shakalaka comes around yeah, again, right? That's right. We'll see who. As, who, as of right now, that's in oh, potentially October. Who won, who won last year, Skyler? I, you know, I I do have the ball in my room. That is right. The, the three-point champ, <laughs> the inaugural <laughs> Boom Shakalaka. To beat, hey, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So right now, so, it's man, Skyler. Right we'll now, see. you guys all go out. We all go out to the Merritt Center and we watch who's who's winning. Somewhere, Chase Fisher is talking trash to a television man, screen right now. Yeah, Chase Fisher's out there. He's probably sending me a Snapchat right now. Like, he might be shooting I'm right now. I'm coming court. for you. Yeah, he's he's getting his threes up right now. I mean, Chase is a great shooter. He's I think he won a lot of the drills last summer, three-point drills we did, and. Uh, I mean, we've Ty's working on his game, you know, stepping we're trying to work on range. Me and him have been working a lot on that, getting out deeper. Um so I, I mean I don't know, as of right now, I mean I haven't seen Chase in like two months. I don't even know what that dude's doing, but I'm sure he's getting shots up. He's a great shooter. But I, you know, I gotta I gotta take him one on one, see what happens <laughs> okay. before I can tell you the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Skylar Halford with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk a little bit about the emphasis on the on the starting five. I, I get the impression from this team it's just kinda like, yeah, it's cool to start, but guys are okay if you're you're playing starter minutes and you're getting regular minutes. How much how much do you want to be a starter compared to just playing a lot of minutes? Um It you know, it just I've always been I mean, growing up I've I had been a starter throughout my life, as is most of these people on this team. Yeah. And I feel like you get comfortable in that situation and it's just what you're used to, you know, and I, I feel like last year for some people it's you know, it takes a little getting used to coming off the bench or, or getting in used to a new role, I guess. But to me, you know, I'm just trying to get in the game and make a difference, trying to make, you know, an impact positively on the game, whether I'm coming in starting, whether I'm coming off the bench, just you know, because I love playing the game, we all do, and we we all are trying to get better, and so we can get in there and make a difference. So, that that's my main goal is to improve this season, be better than I was last year, and hopefully be able to make an impact this year. 
We've talked about Dalton Nixon uh, joining the team this season. He'll be a, a walk-on or non-scholarship player. What role do you see Dalton potentially having with this mix now that he's a late newcomer? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, our mindsets were on him going on a mission and we were excited for him, but we're now excited for him to come with us. You know, he's made the decision to come here and, and uh, I, I, haven't, I, I mean, I played with him last summer and a little bit this summer. He's a good size player. He's got a great shot. Uh, he... He's Is strong. He a stretch four? Can he I, be yeah, a stretch he's a stretch four. four. That's okay. what I see That's him as. That's what BYU needs, I think. Yeah, he, he's a. I mean, he likes to play a lot on the outside. I think probably more so than he does on the inside, from what I've seen. But I mean, coaches scouted him more than I have, so I'm not exactly sure. You what. didn't bring in a scouting report of Dalton Nixon today, right? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have that yet. But I'm, I'm trying. We're all trying to come up with it and see what he's going to do for us. But he'll do some great things. I know he will. Coaches, they recruit well and. And we're excited to have him. Skylar Halford with us on BYU Sports Nation, double benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation karma, and now has received the BYU Sports Nation social karma to go and find. <laughs> Is that uh, a new thing? Pretty shy. I don't <laughs> know. Is there going to be an app? <laughs> hey, well, may, Is it like know? Tinder? <laughs> no, definitely not. Do you, have, ten, do you have Tinder, Skylar? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so your teammate Kyle Collinsworth uh, – he came in and joined us a couple of weeks ago, and he said he he compared his freshman campaign with Jimmer Fredette and that that great run to the Sweet Sixteen, and said, you know, maybe that was the best team that BYU's ever had, maybe the best season. Then he said something that kind of surprises. He said, "I feel like this team this year can do everything that that team did." Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? What what are the expectations <clears throat> and the goals, and why why can BYU maybe exceed those high expectations? Well, I feel like <clears throat> last year. We had some pretty high expectations. We had talked as a team about you know going pretty far into the tournament, getting to the tournament, and getting pretty far into the tournament. So I think that that standard was set, and and I feel like we we all rallied around that goal. It didn't quite happen. We got to the tournament, lost in the first round, but um, I feel like we have a lot of potential. I feel like this team just I mean the sky's the limit really. We got a lot of great players this team is ready to work hard together and uh, and we all I feel like have that same goal of getting the the word that comes to my mind is just final four final four final four and we just want to get there and I feel like we've got the coaches we've got the players we've got the guys with the right work ethic to get there and and so I don't see why that's not a possibility be as good as you know that team that Kyle was on with Jimmer when they made it to the sweet 16 I don't see why we can't do that too would okay. you please sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag? Rise up. And do you and do you have your uh, Brazil jersey ready for the World Cup? Oh my goodness. Skyler and I went of to the Porto Alegre North. Yes. Which is down south, a few years apart, but we're <laughs> we're, we're the classic return missionary like, yeah, I went to this country and now I can root for them in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I have their jersey. Yep, I'm going to root for them. Oh, yeah. I, it's just okay. how it is. You know it. Hey, bold prediction. If the stadiums are done. Your brother-in-law, yeah. Daniel Sorensen, will make the Kansas City Chiefs. True or false? True. True. He will. Yeah. All we right. hope so, man. That'd be I awesome. like it. Skyler, thanks for coming in again. Thanks. Appreciate it. Enjoy the BYU Sports Nation karma. I will. <laughs> Do we get next. the karma at any point? Yes, we, he has. Can I have it today when I play pickup? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Up next, we learn more about the steeplechase and why a BYU student is dominating that event. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It's also on demand. That's right, BYUtv.org slash DVR uh, for video, and then BYUsportsNation.com for audio. Also, uh, there's already been 1,000 views on YouTube of our interview with Phil Steele from yesterday. Uh, if you want to see just some of the interviews, you can go to YouTube.com slash Sports. Check those out every day. Yeah, he said some shocking things yesterday. And, like and I'll like leave the O-line is yeah. ranked 15th. 
I was like, wow. Go watch the entire interview. Really intriguing stuff with the guy who writes the preseason college football Bible uh, that hits the stands on June 24th, one day after BYU Football Media Day on June 23rd. Joining us in studio now, BYU track and field star Andrea Harrison, qualified for the NCAA Nationals Congratulations. in the steeplechase. And listen, we heard that it was like this remarkable come-from-behind uh, come performance in a way uh, in your heat to get into the Nationals. What, what happened during that race? in the steeplechase um i i don't know actually <laughs> um so just at the beginning of the race it was kind of like one of those races where i started and i was like oh i don't really feel awesome right now <laughs> so, <laughs> so right then i was like okay this is not gonna be i didn't think it was gonna be easy but right then i was like okay this is gonna be a little harder than i expected um so like i tried to stay because the top three um, places qualify so i tried to stay like in the top three as long as I could, but it just kind of wasn't happening. And I just kept falling back and back and back. And next thing you know, I was in seventh place. And um, I was like, oh, crap. Like, what do, yeah. what do I do? Yes. Like, like, is this happening? I'm not going to make the nationals. Um, just because going into the race, I was had the third fastest time in that heat. And so I was like, oh, this should be relatively easy. Um, and then I had to, I kind of had to make a decision when I got in seventh. I was like, either, okay, I'm either going to keep falling back and it's over, or I have to stick with this group and maybe have a fighting chance. And so I decided right then, it was, I was really tired and it hurt a lot, but I decided to stay in seventh. And then I was, for some reason, able to stay with that group the whole time until there was three laps to go. And then I came around and my coach, he yelled, he's like, you can still do this. And I was like, I don't know, but okay, if you believe in me, I can do it. So then um, just with three laps to go, I just, like, started picking everyone off. And then with 200 meters left, um, I was in fifth, and I was able to pass this fourth fourth girl, and I got right next to the third girl. And then I don't know where this energy came from, and I just went for it. Until she like came on my side again, and then she freaked me out again. So then I like had (laughs) (laughs) had to sprint again to to get third so your coach has said that they have never seen anything like that someone fall all the way to seventh and then work their way back up to third so i what was it was there the second win was it like this this immaculate uh i don't, I don't know what do you call that the immaculate second wind <laughs> angels in the outfield but they're in the <laughs> angels on the track the track i don't know honestly like i think it was just I kind of thought about my season, about where how far I'd come, especially from last year where, like, I wasn't even considered someone to go to nationals. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm so close. I can do this. Why not? And just that little, like, men- physically I was exhausted, but mentally, like, I was like, I can do this. So. Yeah, and that, and that helps a ton. Uh, as the 51st place 5A cross country <laughs> 2001. In, just in Utah. Yeah, in Utah. Just kidding. Uh so congratulations on that. You go to Nationals next week in Eugene, the home of track. Um, I want to know if you have random thoughts while you're running around. The like, are you like, that person has a weird shirt? Or like, are you, are you super focused? Like Joe Montana in a Super Bowl noticed John Candy in the crowd, like at the very end of the game. And I've always thought, that's just so weird. Yeah, um, a lot of people actually ask me that, like, what do you think? And a lot of times I'm like, I actually have no idea, like, what I was thinking. But I actually do remember one thing I thought during the race because we were in Arkansas and they have nasty bugs and the bugs kept, like, landing on the track. And we're talking, like, like, cute, huge like bugs. beetles, like, Ugh. and 
I remember one time I thought, because there was one like flying by and I was like, if one hits me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because like, <laughs> I hate bugs. So, But that was like a brief second. Maybe that's when I was in seventh. So, yeah. Andrea Andre Harrison on BYU Sports Nation has just qualified for the NCAA Nationals in Eugene, Oregon in the steeplechase. A lot of people out there are like, oh, yeah, the steeplechase. But they're like, I have no idea what the steeplechase 3, is. 3,000 meters <laughs> with water. Yeah, what, yeah. What, right. what is the steeplechase? Explain the event. Okay, so, yeah, it's 3,000 meters, which people don't know. That's two mi- about two miles. Okay. And um, each time around, there's barriers, and there's four barriers, and then a water jump. And the barriers aren't like um, – they're not like hurdles. So if you hit them, like in hurdles, if you hit a hurdle, you, they go down. But like if you hit a barrier, you go down. So there's a famous they, clip, right? A BYU, from a, a BYU track and field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she hit it hard and she went down. So, <laughs> um, so that's kind of like a scare factor. Have, have you ever hit one? I've I've clipped them, like I've skimmed it, but nothing bad where I've fallen. I've never fallen. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and it's it's placed in such a way where you have to get in the water, right? Yeah. You're good if you – it's crazy if you leap over it. But you're, you're getting wet, your feet wet, and then you keep running. Yeah. How do you run with foot shoes? Um, well, we kind of have, like, special shoes, but there's – I mean, they still get wet. Like, they're – Nike has to make something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we don't wear socks, so that helps um, just because that would be gross for wet, wet socks. But um, – and then the shoes are really meshy, and so, like, the water is just supposed to flow out. But gotcha. they're still wet and – it's still, I don't know. I just don't really think about it until the end. And I'm like, oh, my feet are really wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what That's is an honest they, answer. What is a steeple and why are you chasing it? I don't, I don't know, actually. <laughs> we've, we've got to figure this out. I know. I, <laughs> my, I've had one of my teammates made up an answer once about like some people chasing steeples a long time ago, like to get to a church. And that's why they but do it. That's, yeah. yeah, that's. We, we'll yeah. have to come up with something. <laughs> Andrea Harrison, track and field star for BYU on BYU Sports Nation. I served my two-year LDS mission in South Korea with your older brother, Scott. And he, he's been harping on me. He's like, dude, my sister, my sister can bring it. you got to get her on the show. She needs some BYU Sports Nation karma. Have you heard about the BYU Sports <laughs> Nation karma? He told me to ask for some karma. But I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma as you head up to NCAA National, the National Championships. Explain what it is. When you come on the show, before you compete, it takes you to the next level. So, Andrew, It gives you good luck. You have good luck and now can take your performance to the next level with BYU Sports Nation Karma. Thank you. Well, congratulations <laughs> on uh, qualifying. Hopefully you dominate. Hopefully you win the national championship in the uh, Steve <laughs> I mean, That would be sweet. <laughs> uh, do you mind signing our Rise Up oh, flag? Oh, I'd love to. We haven't had too many uh, track and field stirs, <laughs> track stirs, field, yeah. track lead, triathlete. We had Ed Stone on. Yeah. I guess we could say Jamal Williams because he's a dual sport athlete and Lexi yeah. Eaton. Right? How's Jamal been on the team? It's fun. As a sprinter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's cool. People actually know what track is now. Yeah. So. Hey, <laughs> hey, it helped. It helped. Andrew, great to have you. Good luck in Eugene. Thank you so much. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we get you caught up on all things BYU sports with the Cougar Whip Around. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. All about the BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here, hanging out. We're doing it live. The BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation. My grandmother uh, says, sometimes she'll say, the BYU. The the BYU? Yeah, I I love it. It's the BYU, as opposed to BYU at home. 
I'm for Brigham. BYU, it's in BYU Provo. No, no, no. It's just BYU. <laughs> no time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing up here. Sometimes. <laughs> Head coach Dave Rose, San Diego. Head coach Dave Rose announced yesterday that Dalton Nix will enroll at BYU this fall uh, and will play on the basketball team. Dalton's the son of the former Cougar Kevin Nixon. Uh, we'll, he'll be a non-scholarship player this season. Also, Lee Kamard plays for a team called Okapi All-Star, who's in the Belgium League Finals. They trail 1-0 in the best of five series. Good luck, Lee. Yeah. Football! Phil still announced his all-independent team this morning. Eight different BYU players on the first teams. Three on offense, five on defense. The five on defense more than Notre Dame. Golf. Thanks, man. Notre Dame. <laughs> former, um, Notre Dame. Former BYU golfer. I'm so distracted right now. Former BYU golfer Zach Blair qualified for the U.S. Open uh, at Pinehurst next week. Congratulations. Both Daniel Summerhays and Mike Weir fell short of hitting the qualifying mark. Who gets our rise and shout today? Hmm. I don't know. Should we give it to both Skylar Halford and Andrea Harrison? Sure. Andrea going to the NCAA Nationals in Eugene track and field next in the steeplechase. Week. Yep. Skylar wants a date. Skylar wants a date this Saturday. <laughs> I imagine Tyler Haas does as well. Who will be BYU basketball starting five at the beginning of the season? That is our Twitter question today. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Van Cougar Blue, starting five for BYU to include Haas, Collinsworth, Eights, but he's not until December, Austin, and Winder. So who's the four going to be before Jamal Eights? That's the question. We think it's Isaac Nielsen. At Derek Scherer. 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 Uh, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Tyler Haas, Jamal Eights, Nate Austin. Yep. Uh, I, I agree with that once you get into the season. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Andrea Harrison and Skylar Halford. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter for awesomeness. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon. Jerem is throwing as many things as he possibly can before we're off the air. BYUTV.org slash DVR, also a place you want to go. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Vuk Ivanovich. <laughs> Holla!